Hello there, multiverse. I am Dayspring. And I'm Madrox, and welcome to our What If Minisode coverage. We are going to break down every episode this season of What If. Every week, you'll have me, your favorite Minisoden, along with Dayspring, and a different guest to help us dissect every single frame of this fantastic show. So without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. Hope you survive the experience. But we have two special guests this week. So we have Pup Crypto and we have Namor Cosplay in the house to talk about Doctor Strange. This was, I think, the longest episode so far this season. How are we feeling after we saw it? I really liked it. Um, in a way, I, I don't want I don't know, don't want to like drop the big gun right out the gate necessarily, but um I really drop got the it, feeling it. watching it that um that this is what happened if if Doctor Strange um cared about somebody else more than himself. Oh, that's a really good yeah, that's a really good point. I was initially confused when they were like, what if Doctor Strange lost his heart? I was like, then boyfriend would be dead. <laughs> that literally was my reaction. Um yeah. But um, I, I agree. This was it was refreshing to see him care about someone other than himself. I, I thought yeah. it was what was really I liked them together. They had they had really good chemistry, even though it was all animation. I, I liked them. So you you know, you believe that they were you would do all this for her within that short little span. Yeah. Okay. But here's my thing about it. I wasn't convinced on their romance in the movie, and now that the movie is like five, seven years later. I'm like, okay, I, I, I understand that they have a relationship and he's going to do what he needs to do to save her. But I didn't I didn't see what their relationship was so special. <laughs> the movie, it didn't seem like... The, the relationship definitely took a backseat to his own needs and, and it was more a matter of convenience. Um, and maybe that's why the big difference is that um, as long as he was fine on his own, he didn't really need her to be a part of it and that's why when he lost his hands that that led him down a different path than if he'd um lost someone else i mean one thing i i think with the movies is i think rachel mcadams is a fantastic actress but like i don't think she, she christine palmer is like a great role for someone of that caliber. I think if you had her someone like Clea or something, who's more mystical, I think that's something I really enjoy about the comics. And I think Marvel tries to do it with like the original stories that like they do with Thor, they do with Doctor Strange, like kind of grounding it. And like, that's great. But I feel like people like Strange, people like Thor, they need that uh, wonder. They need that magical cosmic thing. And I think it was good for a first movie, but I hope within the second movie, like even this, what if, it really kind of captured the essence of the Doctor Strange comics in terms of just like wacky, like crazy visuals, like really weird. It was colorful, like, you know, I don't care about New York City enough of that, no offense. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> shade. But, Something I really liked, you mentioned this, Namor, the visuals. It struck me as classic Doctor Strange. Yeah. You were thinking of Doctor Strange, you were thinking trippy 70s imagery. And they really brought that into the animation, which I appreciated. It was something that I didn't necessarily expect from this series because I thought it would just be pretty standard episode to episode. 
but it seems they're tailoring their animation style and their visuals to the subject matter, which is really cool. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was, it just, the colors were great and they kind of just went all out, especially with like, I really, the one thing I liked that was cool is like the, and they got like the Vashti spell on this, on good strange face. And it's like, you can see all the symbols. I thought that was a really cool touch or just, just the, honestly, the whole fight between Doctor Strange and Evil Strange for matter, I thought that was just like, like, can you see that in the movie? Like, that was so cool. And like, I love my, the only thing that I really took away from that fight was when the like, Evil Strange broke through his like barrier and like grabs him and like, I, it was so cool. Like, love all that stuff. I thought the visuals were so great. They were so beautiful. I love exactly what you were saying, Madrox, how like everything is being tailored to that specific character and vibe in the MCU. Um, I want to go back to Rachel McAdams because I actually do think Christine Palmer in this iteration was really lovable and sweet. And like, I understood why, but like, again, it's like the original movie and the positioning, but she is coming back for Dr. Strange too. So I wonder now, are we going to get a bigger role for her in Doctor Strange 2? That would be interesting. It'd be interesting to see it develop in a more, more romantic direction with it, because that's something that there didn't, there hasn't really been a lot of an emotional bonding kind of interaction with Doctor Strange. I don't think in the movie in his own or the Avengers ones that he popped up in. Um, it's been very kind of detached and very um, yeah. kind of above it all. And it would be interesting, I think, to see him really develop a more human one-on-one -on -one connection with, with someone. And also, like, speaking of those connections, I'm really happy to see that all of the original actors came back. I don't think anyone's missing here. Yeah, I, I thought, I heard somewhere that Benedict wasn't going to be a part of it. I was like, wait, that is him. So I was like, it was really excited to see him. I didn't know if that was uh, Rachel McAdams at first. I actually thought, oh, that, that's not her. But then as she kept on talking, I was like, oh, I guess that is her. I'm not a big Rachel McAdams fan. Regina George, yes, I love that. But um, that's the only thing I've seen her in, really. I didn't even see The Notebook. I didn't see that one either. <laughs> I was forced to watch it. But I asked real friend, so. <laughs> um, when when Evil Strange was casting his spell, I thought that was the biggest missed opportunity for having more cameos. I don't think any of those cameos like really stuck out to me, or if those were actually any, with the exception of the Hydra Chaos God. I don't think was any was anyone else a, a surprise cameo. You know, I looked at like um, like the Easter egg thing. It was like if there was there anything that I missed. And there was really nothing memorable. I mean, the only things that someone like wrote like, oh, like one of the guys looked like Sue Maquette, which is like a Namor villain from the 90s. And I was like, no, that's not him. Uh, <laughs> I can guarantee it. You're like, thank um, you, next. But the the big thing with the Raven, I was like, is that Raven from DC? They just put that in there. It's like, it's got the multiple eyes. I mean, it does have the Trigon eyes. Yep. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I was like, is that Raven? Like, like DC cameo. <laughs> Well, and there was that, like, the, the stag, I think, goes, goes back to the Celtic mythology, I think. But again, that's I have just a dabbler's background in that. Um, but the kind of glowing stag, I think, um, is part of the Celtic tradition, which is a nice tie into the, the ancient one being um, Celtic 
wizard in the movie. Oh, that's really good. I didn't and, even pick up on that. And also, also recognizing that there are all all different cultures have their own magical um, practitioners or, or or traditions, and and so that one just kind of jumped out to me as as picking up another one of those less less well known um, philosophies. Interesting. You know, I I had. I don't know if I really bought that he would go to like the ends of the earth to find and like mastered like the mystic arts because of what happened with Christine. I don't, did you guys believe that leap in the story? It, it, it took me a minute there because I understood he was grieving and I understood he was really upset. I mean, this could just go back to what I said earlier, but it, it, it definitely, I definitely had to remove myself from that part of the story because I was just like, yeah, he, he grieved everything. But like, what were the events that led him to to go and, and pursue the mystic arts so, like that? I don't know. I mean, there, there could have been a whole other stuff that he could have done. I think you're talking about like the stuff when he like goes as far as he can to like get those powers. From the magic no, people. I mean, like before, mm -hmm. like right after right after the accident and he goes and he meets the ancient one and, and he goes oh, and yeah. studying. I, I didn't quite get, I don't know. I understood the, the motivation for the character more in the movie. Maybe that's just because we had more time. And because I, again, I just didn't buy the romance for this. So, <laughs> but I'm curious, well, maybe. I'm curious what took him there, mm -hmm. like from his grief, why he went there. Like, did he meet someone who was here? Like, yeah, you can like come, you know, and study the arts there. Like, what was he, mm -hmm. was his, motivation always to resurrect her because he didn't even know he could resurrect her until he met until he got the time stone the eye of agamotto i think that's just a throwaway because i couldn't think anything <laughs> kind of like in the black panther one where like oh yeah wakanda's destroyed and you're that's why you didn't go home like i think <laughs> that was just like we just need to get him there because to be honest like yeah it's tragic but did you can still do your job you're still rich like you can still get any girl so i mean i understand it like, adams is hot but like there are others fish in the sea so i don't see why he would give up everything abandon his job and go over to carmitage and just mm -hmm. i'm gonna write a little yeah in touch, but you know it's kind of like you just got to believe it just to go with the story you don't want to get hung up on it or you need to get annoyed by the whole thing what yeah. get in hung up on something <laughs> <laughs> and well, in, in the movie, he he exhausted every possible scientific answer he could find before he started turning to to the mysticism. So it would seem like like following her death, he would have he would have like gone to all the, the grief counselors and psychologists and whatever to process it, rather than jumping straight into to learning magic, unless his unless it was his intention to find a way to magically resurrect her rather than just um, cope with his loss. Yeah. That's the only thing I'm just curious about, but you know, it's, I, I was horrified seeing her die over and over again to the point that I was like, Oh my God, this is someone who's fucking with him. And, and then obviously we got the explanation that her death is an absolute moment in time. And he has to learn how to like, kind of stop that. And I thought that was a great, I love that part of it, but what did you guys think? I mean, I'm thinking of like the heart attack she had while they were dancing and then like at the pizza restaurant where that guy just came in <laughs> and shot her. I was like, motherfucker, what, what did Christine Palmer ever do to you? <laughs> Universe? 
It's like some Final Destination shit. Like, I know. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it was. Daryl, what did yeah, you Yeah, I thought uh, the first half of the episode, I think, was very much dealing with the concept of grief. And I feel that it was a pretty raw depiction of someone who was desperately trying to get away from grief. They were trying to make everything right. And then, uh, you know, it sort of fell that you can't, that there's no way around it. One way or another, she's going to die. And you have to grapple with that fact and move on. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really where it moved from the emotional to the mystical for me. And they sort of flipped that switch between stories, which I sort of appreciated because I don't think you could do do a whole episode of him grieving and trying to go back and trying his damnedest to save her. I think it swung a really good way. That was a great pivot for the episode to make it a fully fleshed out idea rather than just a one beat story. Yeah. One thing I think could have, here's, here's what, what if I had been writing the ending of this? (laughs) Um, I, really thought um it would have made sense because in all these alternate things she's seeing um in all all of them she dies he's relatively unharmed um this would be like what if there were were 10 he looked at four thousand possibilities and there was only one where she survived but it was the one where he lost his hands oh that would have been interesting and that would also (laughs) cross over to the main that would tie into the main one and, and it would and if if maybe the ancient one could have like popped in like towards the end of the episode to say, well, um, there's, there is one way you can save her, but it'll cost you deeply. And yeah, I think, and then of course that would have connected back into the, the mainstream timeline, but um, that's how I would have written it. <laughs> I, so when he had the fight with the ancient one and she blasted him and then he wakes up and he's sort of in the, in the jungle or wherever he's at, I was thrown off by that. And then obviously when the plot comes into fruition that she had split the timelines, I thought that was really clever. I thought that was a nice like twist that I hadn't, I, I did not see. And I almost like forgot about that moment <laughs> until it you came. Um, one thing. So, you know, we always watch these, what ifs like red right, or the Marvel episodes right at midnight all my roommates and stuff and uh we always had like discussions after and one i wonder if brought up this great point what was but the absolution thing like oh christine has to die in order to become supreme strange um like when he's studying and trying to find all these ways to do it like do you think he would have noticed the multiverse and be like just like you know come over there i feel like that might be one thing where it's like marvel and their multiverse kind of is like a in their mouth kind of deal for lack of a better example like they kind of like scream and says okay so there's an absolution in this universe but, like can you just like pop over to like universe number two and be like hey what's up and like kill that other strange or it just happens that way i i agree i i was curious about that i because we're not talking like it's just a run-of-the-mill dr strange this is a dr strange that is literally overcoming the time-space continuum and so you think he would be able to glimpse glimpse into like the multiverse since it's such a common thing as well. And and that's what threw me off. I was like, so does she, here's the other question I'm going to ask. So are they going back in there in his own time? But like when he has these different experiences with her, doesn't that create different multiverses? 
You would think so. Yeah. If if, if you were, yeah, if you're thinking in traditional like time stream theory and thought from like sci-fi, then yes, like each iteration is a different time stream. So all of those are a reality. He just chooses to abandon them each time. Yeah. And also, how is he not getting whiplash from being in a car crash so often? Uh, like he has to have <laughs> at least a bruise shoulder from uh, yeah. the safety belt. Like, come on. Yeah. But I got to tell you that ending, though, I think went there. I When the watcher, when he finally acknowledges a watcher and yeah. the watcher is just like, I'm not interfering. You made your bed. Now the universe, your universe is going to die. I was like, burn. Now, Jeffrey Wright, and, he's so good. I love him. He's great. Yeah. I did like about halfway into the episode where the watchers over on the side commenting a strange kind of looks over in his direction like like oh, he yeah. almost saw him. Oh yeah. Yeah. And he's like, wait, what's going on there? You know, um one thing I, I gotta notice after rewatching it after reading something from Jeffrey Wright when he like talking about the Doctor Strange episode, he said it was like kind of emotional to watch it because you think about um us as humans, you know, it's something bad happens and we're like oh, what if I did this differently? What if I didn't do this? And it's like, it's almost tragic to watch, you know, Christine die all this time. And he has to be forced to watch it. He's like, oh, what if I just didn't turn out? Or like, what if we didn't go at all? Or like, you just like, she, maybe she wouldn't have died. And I think that's just like, it translates well into our own lives, not just um, for everything. Just like, what if I just said this differently? Or I didn't go? Or like, what would have happened? I think that's kind of like a great way to be like, you could have done all these things, but she's still going to die. And I think that's just like kind of what's make this episode like really kind of beautifully tragic. Like, you know, you could be the most powerful sorcerer in the whole universe and you still can't save her. Yeah. Like it's going to happen. And, and, and by the way, I, I think that theme and that, you know, takeaway from the episode is beautiful. It's what makes his story it's tragic true. here. So I agree wholeheartedly with you. Um, also, like we talk about how Wanda and Strange are like best friends, trying to fix everything with Kree. Like, <laughs> you know, like Strange Vision and Wanda Vision. Like, you could just go into the hex and like, Yo, Wanda, can you make me just real quick? And she's like, Sure. Like, maybe we can all live together. <laughs> like, happy couples next door to each other. They need to have like a retirement hex for the heroes <laughs> when they've had enough, and they just okay. We're just going to go over to these this special home that Wanda and and Doctor <laughs> Strange have whipped up, where we can just live out our years with with Steve and Peggy. Okay, but <laughs> like Stephen Strange wouldn't even go to Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't. Even... He had to cross the river, and he did, and he's like, nah. nah. Agatha Harkness, Agatha Harkness literally said, you're more powerful, powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme and nothing. He didn't even show up. He's like, uh, you're in Jersey. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what? Uh, I have a question. Now that we've seen this episode and we have WandaVision, do you think they're going to reference them together at all? Because we know that what if is part of the MCU and... It, it possibly could be. Do you think that he's going to make even a passing reference to anything involving this episode in the upcoming movie? Yes, I do think so. That'd be cool. I, I think I, I think we're going to see... I think we will probably see evil Doctor Strange again. 
Oh, I would love to see that live action. Oh, yeah. Cool. If they're going to be doing the multiverse, I think we're, we're going to say, oh, maybe he could very well be already in the MCU. He could be our Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, who appeared in the trailer and is acting kind of fishy. Did you put your clown makeup on yet? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Clown makeup right there. I know. I'm trying to be a clown. I can't believe you used the word fishy with Namor in the room. I know. I I just I pitched it there. That's racist. <laughs> Wait, I think I missed that. <laughs> I think we have well, a lot of aquatic puns in our episode. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to hear it, everyone, just for the reviewers. Yeah. So. I'm sorry for going off on the deep end here. Yeah. Okay. I see where you're swimming. (laughs) (laughs) He just did it for the halibut. (laughs) (laughs) So so we're four episodes in and we haven't had any of the episodes reference one another. Do we think that we will reach that point in the season where and I mean maybe the tentacles, those sort of tied back to Peggy. I think that could be a connector. Okay. I did up. Oh, it's they're really going for Peggy here. It's like, it's, mm-hmm. Did you guys see that Audi commercial, or like, or one of the car commercials where it's like, like all of them are fighting together? Oh like, yeah. Oh yeah. I was obsessed. And Thor's with been it. hanging out the window on his swinging his hammer. Yeah. Like, Thor looks yeah. so, so cute. Looks like there. Vision Ultron is the final episode, so maybe they all come together to fight Vision. I'm with all of our Infinity Stones. Mm. Yeah, I agree. So we see T'Challa and Doctor Strange going together, Thor and Peggy Carter. So yeah, I, I think they are going to assemble. And I think Gamora is going to be the big bad of the of the series. Gamora and Ultron. I don't know. I think the series really is a, a definite consequence of the end of the Loki miniseries, or at least that season, because at the end where he, he broke the the timeline into the multiverse and all those little um, branches started flowing out. I think each one of those is a what if episode and that maybe that when Dr. Strange movie comes along, Loki will be a part of that. I'm pretty sure. And that may be him seeing, okay, here's what broke it. And here's how we try to fix it or accept it or deal with it or something. Since the multiverse basically started at the end of his series where he, where he shattered the the perfect timeline and and they killed the the good Kang the Conqueror <laughs> and and created the multiverse and now we're we're seeing it spiral out of control and we need Doctor Strange's movie to fix it. Uh-huh. I don't well, think it's going to get fixed in Doctor Strange. Sorry, no, yeah. I I am going along with the theory that we the big arc is going to be Secret Wars. Oh yeah, like, every week. Every new episode, I am more convinced that we are marching towards Secret Wars at the end of, I don't even know if it's the end of phase four. I think this is at least two phases of the MCU so they can really flesh it out mm-hmm. and have a gigantic two or three movie event at the end of it. I yeah. don't see how they can avoid something like that right now. I want I want this to be an ongoing problem. I want the universe cracking everywhere. And Terry, to your point, um, in the promos, they show the little computer from Loki and they're like, what if, you know, like kind of like how they were yeah. rendering mm-hmm. the graphic. It doesn't appear in canon in the actual episodes. But yeah, I think this is all byproduct of Loki, which is genius. That's absolutely genius. Oh, yeah. But 
yeah, I thought the I thought the episode was fine. I like it better than last week, but not as much as the first two. It's definitely my favorite, to be honest. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought. Well, I love the it's a travel ones. Like they're really close. There's which one's my favorite, but I I just love Doctor Strange and just the visuals that we got. I thought it was just like, and I, I you know I love when the you know someone goes a little dark. I always think that's just so interesting, just so fun to play with vision. Like when he's just like, you know, sucking the souls out of people's like eyes and mouth. Is just like, wow. <laughs> that was so cool. It's like the visuals and like it's darker. It's just like honestly, that the fight between Good Strange and Evil Strange was just like it was, it was a great fight. best fight yeah. of all what if so far. So it's, it's and they, I think it's almost like what we saw in Infinity War, where it's like we're seeing Strange use more than just like one. Spell he's using like the Prince of Mantis Sidorak, he's using like the ropes, and it's, it's just like everything he's doing is just like, um, it's just they're using more of his magic, which is great. Yeah, I agree. I say this every week, I think, but I'm looking forward to next week already. I just watched this episode a few hours ago and I want more, so they're <laughs> doing something right to elicit that reaction, uh, especially with a show that comes out each Wednesday. Um, because I'm with you, Spring. I would love, like, a TGIF, like, if they release this on Fridays, I think they had a good thing going, and they played with it because of Bad Batch coming out on Fridays. Mm-hmm. So want the Star Wars property coming out on the same night or a day as the Marvel property. So they switched it to Wednesdays, and they're sticking with it. But um, aside from that, every Wednesday, I... I get home from work and I need to watch it or I'm watching it during my lunch break at work. It's, it's musty TV. And that's really cool and exciting to have. Yeah. I can't believe we live in a world where everyone's watching. What if stories from Marvel, (laughs) they were so like, I don't want to say they were like icky or, or anything like that, but like people definitely write a what if they're like, okay, this is something that's not in Canon. I can read it, but like pay it no mind. Cause it has no real consequence. And now it's like, no, actually it does. It's tying into something larger. And, and it's a testament to Kevin Feige and everything he does. Like you gotta watch it. Like I watched it at midnight. Cause I just know like, then, you know, the next morning, the Instagram algorithm is just going to like spoil everything. For me. That's how you should <laughs> Like, I'll watch it. Like, oh, there it is right there. Right on <laughs> right the first page. There's a spoiler. Yeah, so. that that happened to me oh, with man. WandaVision. The Agatha revealed. Like, I was like, I'm going to avoid Instagram. I'm going to go on Twitter. And the first thing I saw on Twitter was right there. It was Agatha. Here's the worst. <laughs> that algorithm will kill you. So. I mean, I don't mind spoilers, but like something like WandaVision, I'm like, I want to watch it first. Yeah. You, yeah. you wouldn't have that, that moment where it, it hits you unexpectedly and you're like, what? Yeah. Well, I, I'm such an idiot. Like when things happen, like big plot reveals happen, I just stare at the TV. Like I'm just in shock. I'm like, wait, did that really happen? Like it doesn't, I don't process it like normal people. That's why I can never do reaction videos because I'm just like blank face. <laughs> You're like, I'm like dead on the inside. Staring at the whole time. Just like... Staring at the entire time. <laughs> yeah. Um, Pup Crypto, where can folks at home connect with you? Oh, I'm all over the, the social medias, um, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, um, Pup Crypto's my name on Twitter, I think too, and Instagram, and I'm Terry Brown's the full name on Facebook, if you want to find me there. Um, if you're in the Palm Springs area, give me a shout, um, and um, <laughs> that's, that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, and if anyone has Dr. Strange questions, they can hit you up, I'm sure. Oh, sure. If, if. 
if I don't know the answer, I know where to find it. Oh, right. Oh, right there. One thing I just forgot that I wanted to mention was there was rumors about like the villain in Doctor Strange too being like Shu Makorath. I was like, do you think that Tentacle guy is like a hint that that was him? Like mystical creature tentacles? Oh yes. I definitely think that's a, one of the connecting uh, elements here. Are hey, look what we got! It's uh, coming. Well, I I've been hearing that the main villain in Doctor Strange Two is Miss Wanda Maximoff. Wanda Maximoff. Wanda Maximoff. Let's go. Let's see. But I I take every, we'll see every... if she's more powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme or not. <laughs> it would be the setup there, but I. I, I don't know. It, we'll, we'll see. I take any MCU rumors with a grain of salt. They are always exactly. wrong. Always, always wrong. Always wrong. But, it could um, also just be a great opportunity to, to hear Agatha's theme, theme song again, if it turns out. <laughs> I love that. Um, but, but Namor, where can folks at home connect with you? Um, surprise Namor cosplay. So, you know, it's easy. So you can find me on Instagram uh, and Twitter at Namor cosplay. Um, pretty easy. Um, yeah. And you'll see me just, I got a lot of cool posts. So. I got a new episode with uh, Dayspring on next week. Yeah, it's being edited. I can't wait. I can't wait until the deep dive. <laughs> oh, <laughs> more. Um, yeah, and you're going to be doing an Instagram takeover, the first of, of many I'm hoping to roll out. So you're sort of our, our guinea pig for that. You know, sink or swim, we'll see if it works. <laughs> I hope everyone joins us next week. I have no idea what the episode is going to be because Disney is surprising us. So I guess we will all find out together next Tuesday what we'll be chatting about next week and be fanboying, fangirling, and fan everyoneing about. <laughs> fan personing. Fan personing about, yes. All right, guys, we'll see you next week. And that's this week's episode of What If. Join next week for our continuous coverage. Rate and review this podcast, and you can find Power of X-Men on Instagram at Power of X-Men. And find me on Instagram at Mac on Fleetwood. <laughs>